KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We are live at Texas Roadshow, the card shop in Mansfield, 1836 Cannon Drive. A bunch of fun stuff happening. We've had people popping in and popping out all day, hence the beeps. They've got the amazing wall of cards, which Corey's bought stuff off, off of before. And Texas Roadshow is partnering with Tyrese Maxey for a holiday toy drive. Anyone who brings in a new unwrapped toy and drops it off here will get 10% off of their purchase, which is an amazing deal as well. And then they also gave us some cards to open, which we then, did he just fire a siren off? That is tremendous. And we had somebody came in from law enforcement, which we will then hand back to the Texas Roadshow people, and they will be giving away those cards. We already did a box of gold standard. Now we're going to do a box of Origins football, and those aren't cheap. While the Rangers presser is going on for the Twitch fan cam, the stream and everything, we will open those up if you want to see what will be given away by the good folks at Texas Roadshow. We're going to connect with the Rangers in just a minute, and then once their presser is over, Jacob DeGrom will hop on the air. Now, it could be with us, could be with G-Bag, but the point is first one-on-one -on -one interview with the Rangers will be with 105.3 The Fan, and we are ready for the Rangers right here in your home, the Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Types of transactions that help us get towards that goal. I could go on and on with an elaborate introduction about how much today means for everybody affiliated with the Rangers organization, but I think we can all feel what this means to us and our fans. Um, we are extremely delighted to welcome Jacob DeGrom, his wife Stacy, his kiddos, and his parents, and the entire DeGrom family to Texas. This is a tremendous thing for our organization, and we're looking forward to a great future together. Thank you. All right, we are having some potential, I guess, audio difficulties out there with the Texas Rangers presser, so we will loop back around. Are they doing the press conference like my dad? Like, they're just talking, but you're like, we can hear you here, but <laughs> they need to hear you on the radio and oh, the TV. Is, that is going to work. That is a good question. I can neither confirm nor deny that's what's happening, but we're having audio issues out there, so we are back. And you know what, Mike? I'm going to actually – let's go ahead and finish this up. For the Twitch – we were opening the box of Origins, which, by the way, the good folks out here at Texas Roadshow will be giving these cards away, except for the ones that Mike tries to steal. They will be giving these cards away to folks who come in and Don't make purchases and all that good stuff. Just had to give my lawyer oh. the approximate amount of all the cards that were stolen. I see a so, card. I know. I haven't I see seen it. I don't card. know if it's numbered. I don't know if it's autographed. But it is a Rookie of the Year co uh, candidate, Chris Olave. Oh, man. Ooh, that really nice. is a stud. That is Number a 80 to 99, and it's a patch with three colors, which is big in the card game. And see you later. All right. We're going to keep going on the Twitch. We will go back to the Rangers over the air, but we'll keep doing the cards on the Twitch right here on the fan. What they showed them, did that factor into the decision of where you thought this was going and how you thought you might be able to contribute? Yeah, that definitely played a, bi a big role. Um, you know, they're signing great guys, great players, and um, it's going to be an exciting team. You know, um, this part, you know, is, is part of the process, but getting out there and meeting everybody is what I'm truly excited for and taking the field with those guys. Um, you know, they're true professionals, you know, getting to play. You know, I played against uh, Seeger for a while and uh, getting to know Marcus and, and, you know, the guys who are here showing support, meeting those guys today um, seems to be an awesome group. So I uh, can't wait to get
get things going. Jacob Grant, California News. Can you elaborate any bit on what it was about that vision that Chris expressed to you that led you to come back, you know, after Thanksgiving and say, let's move forward? Yeah, it was the it was the vision of building something special and winning for a long time. And you know, I I, I want to play this game for a long time and want to and want to win. And hearing that from CY and, and and Boach and you know, like I said, ultimately getting to meet Ray at the end and uh, everybody having that same vision. Um, you know, everything lined up and it's you know, it's this is where I wanted to be. Hey, Jacob, Levi Weaver with the Athletic. It, it felt to a lot of us from the outside looking, and uh, obviously, you know, CY said that he was in touch with you pretty early on in the process, but it seems like the finish line happened pretty quickly. Can you give us any more of a rundown kind of on the timeline of how that finally came together at the end? Um, you know, that's part of the business side of it, and, you know, that's, um, you know, it was it was exciting. Um, you know, in talking, we kept c constant communication and, uh, you know, showing tremendous interest, you know, from both sides. It felt like it was the right fit, and you know that's how the th how it worked out. Stephen Hawkins with the AP. Like you said, you want to be a part of a winning program, and you talk to them. But what did you know about the Rangers, and what did you think about the Rangers before those conversations? Um, you know, you look at teams um, during the year. You know, you're playing a bunch of teams, and and you see that the directions those teams are going. So. Like we said, with the signings of Marcus and Corey and, and the moves they're making as far as taking those steps to, to make something great here and, and continue winning baseball games and, and making that not just a one-year thing but, um, you know, a, a, a goal for years years in and out. So we're, we're, we're excited, and that was what we saw and chose Texas. We kept co constant communication and, uh, you know, showing tremendous interest, you know, from both sides. It felt like it was the right fit, and you know that's how the th how it worked out. Stephen Hawkins with the AP. Like you said, you want to be a part of a winning program, and you talk to them. But what did you know about the Rangers, and what did you think about the Rangers before those conversations? Um, you know, you look at teams um, during the year. You know, you're playing a bunch of teams, and and you see that the directions those teams are going. So. Like we said, with the signings of Marcus and Corey and, and the moves they're making as far as taking those steps to, to make something great here and, and continue winning baseball games and, and making that not just a one-year thing but, um, you know, a, a, a goal for years years in and out. So we're, we're, we're excited, and that was what we saw and chose Texas. And, and as far as being part of that winning, putting that winning together, you coming back obviously from a couple of seasons injured, seasons talk about where you are and just being able to get yourself part of building yourself back up while being part of that yeah um you know it's it's you know last year's was a a, a, a weird injury um but finish the year strong and the goal is to go out there and take the ball every fifth day for the texas rangers and, and put us in the best position i can to win those games Hi, Jeff Wilson uh, with Rangers today. How difficult is it to leave a ball club and, and make this decision that you had to make? Yeah, that, that's not an easy decision. And, um, you know, I spent the first um, eight plus years of my career with the New York Mets. And, you know, I, I have to thank them um, for that. They'll always hold a special place in my heart, my wife's heart, my kids, you know, um, from ownership to my teammates there, um, you know, and, um, 
the fans ultimately. You know, they made me feel welcome there. Um, and, you know, they played a big role in my career. So there will always be a special place in my heart for the, for the New York Mets and their fans. And, you know, it's just, you know, that's the part of the business of baseball. Is, and, you know, seeing what CY and, like I said, Boach and Ray were building here was something I wanted to be a part of. Uh, what do you think about this ballpark? Uh, walking through it today, this place is awesome. Um, you know, <laughs> Uh, they, it has everything you can imagine. Um, you know, it, the tour of it took 45 minutes to see everything. So, uh, the place that, you know, they didn't, they didn't skip anything and it's a, a, a unbelievable place to be. Uh, Mac Engel, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Chris, given the amount of money and the investments that you and Mr. Davis have done the last, I guess, calendar year, is a winning record in 2023 a reasonable expectation now? Absolutely. That's our full expectation, not just a winning record, but we expect to push for a spot in the playoffs. You mentioned the Mets. In your heart, what are the sorts of emotions that come with closing one chapter of your life while also obviously beginning another? Yeah, like I said, we're extremely excited to be here. And, you know, um, from me, Stacy, you know, we thank Ray for uh, ultimately getting me here. Um, and, you know, it's just it's it's part of it. Um, like I said, they'll always hold a special place. Um, and they, you know, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't be here today without them. So, you know, it's 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 part of it. But, you know, it's this is where we decided we wanted to be. Where did they figure into your last month or so as you started talking with other teams? Um, you know, we, we were in contact with, with the Mets. And um, like I said, the Rangers did a great job of, of constant communication and, and um, you know, making me feel like they really wanted me here. So, um, you know, and the, the vision was the same. Um, build something great and win year in and year out. Jacob, I'm going to paraphrase CY here, and I, that's always dangerous. I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, in talking with him earlier this week, he, he, one of the questions he felt like he needed to hear answered from you was how you felt about being part of the build out, um, as opposed to just stepping into a rewarding situation. You were with a club that won 101 games last year. This club's averaged 98 losses the last year. How do you see? How did you kind of reason that out in your mind? Um, just seeing what they were doing, the pieces that keep getting added, you know, uh, the goals to, to make it to the playoffs and win a World Series. You, you know, you set expectations, and um, that's the vision, and that's the goal. You know, you can ask any of these guys that are here today, what is the goal? The goal is to win a World Series and, you know, keep adding pieces and, and go out there and play baseball games and see what happens. CY and Boach, how do you feel with – the roster as it currently is, you know, constructed. What more do you feel like you need to add, and um, how how active will you be as the offseason continues? Yeah, Emily, I think we've we've um, addressed several of our needs, things that we discussed coming into the offseason that were main goals for us, specific to starting pitching. Uh, however, we recognize that we feel like we need to always stay open-minded and continue to look to improve our roster. Um, we feel very good about. 
um, where we are in terms of our minor league system and the player development uh, and the players that we have coming in time. But uh, we're trying to win at the big league level. And um, to do that, we need to continue to look to improve. So I think we'll reassess. It's been a busy uh, week for us. Uh, we'll step back, reassess, and stay open-minded on all ways to continue to improve. Yeah, I'm, I'll just add, you know, uh, to win in our game, you, you need pitching. And that, so that was our priority. And uh, we couldn't have a better guy to head up this uh, rotation. And, uh, and, uh, and we've added to uh, the rotation. So don't tell me we can't win. When I think when you look at the end of the day at our rotation, we're going to have a chance to win every day. And that's all you can ask. And uh, so we're definitely heading uh, in, in the uh, direction we need to. And it starts with the pitching. So I couldn't be more excited. And, uh, about what's going on today and in, uh, in this team and uh, uh, the rotation that uh, has really improved. Uh, I mean, we're a much, much better club right, right now than you know, we were just a few weeks ago. Uh, Bruce, Jamie Newberg with The Athletic. Uh, just to build on the last thing you said, you talked about CY's vision uh, in a similar way to what Jacob just talked about. How important a part of that was the possibility of a day like this? I, well, I thought it was critical. Uh, you know, when, when you talk about a rotation, you need somebody uh, or a couple of guys, I'm sorry, to, uh, to lead the way and uh, uh, somebody who has experience there, and Jacob certainly has that. And, uh, and I know CY still looking to uh, find ways to even make us better. But, uh, you know, when, when you look at our division, uh, it's a tough division. I mean, some really good teams here. And the only way you're going to play with those teams is to have a guy on the mound who matches up with those guys. So uh, so for me, uh, you know, that's that's where we really had to focus. And uh, I can't give enough credit to CY and the work he's done to get Jacob here and, uh, and improving the staff already. And uh, so I feel very good. Don't, don't tell me we can't win. I mean, when, when you look at our guys out on the field and the guy that we're going to put on the mound, I think, every day, uh, we're, we're going to have a chance to win. And, uh, and uh, I, I expect to, to contend. And that's, that's my goal. It's, it's our goal. And so uh, we're, we're going to feel like that every day. Uh, Jacob, a lot's been made out of your age and the injury thing the last two years. And I realize a lot of that's come out of New York in the last couple of weeks. But why in your mind in this, is this kind of commitment really not that big of a risk for the Rangers? Yeah, because, I mean, the goal is to go out there and make 30-plus starts every year. Um, you know, like I said, in the, the one in spring training was kind of a, a weird one, a broken or stress reaction in my scap. Um, but once I came back, felt great. Um, so the goal is to make 30-plus starts for the next five-plus years here. So you mentioned earlier so that the the sustainability of winning. And that's something that Chris has talked about quite a bit this offseason as well. And I, I, I think a big part of that is the next wave of starting pitchers coming up, whether it be Jack Light or Owen White, Kumar Rocker, those guys. In your words, like how do you, how do you describe or consider your role as maybe a, a mentor to those guys as they are starting to hit the big leagues? Yeah, you know, that was something throughout my career that um, I had the privilege of being around a a, a bunch of really good pitchers and learning from them. So um, that's obviously going to be something that I, I take pride in. You know, if those guys have any questions, feel free to ask me. Um, you know, I'll give you what I think and, you know, we can talk about it in any way that I can help. And that's part of it. You know, um, any way that I'm needed in that sense, then I'm willing to do it.
Jacob, Garrett Sandler, Rangers Radio. Uh, your slider is a, a pretty unique pitch. I'm just curious how that pitch has kind of come together for you and, and what's been important for the growth of that pitch. Yeah, um, you know, that's, uh, I'm constantly working on stuff, uh, constantly trying to find ways to get guys out. Um, that's part of the game. You know, hitters are making adjustments and pitchers are also making adjustments uh, to combat that. So um, that's always a work in progress. But um, having a lot of confidence in it and trying to make it look like my fastball for 59 feet is mainly the goal of it. Jacob Kennedy Landry with MLB.com. Bruce mentioned the other day that he remembers first meeting you at the 2015 All-Star Game in Cincinnati. I'm curious what you remember about first meeting Bruce and you know how big of an impact he can have on you here. Yeah, you know, it, uh, Bruce has been there and, 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 and won the World Series. So, you know, that was a, a, a big deal to, to me too. You know, he that's what he came back to baseball for, to win. And, um, you know, Meeting him, at, that was kind of a whirlwind at the 2015 All-Star Game. I was a little nervous. I had no clue what was going on. But, um, you know, saying hello to him and then, you know, playing against uh, him when he was with the Giants and talking to him, getting to know him, um, you know, they always had competitive baseball teams. And, I, you know, I think it starts with a, a good leader. Hey, Jacob, uh, John Moore with Rangers today. Have you had a chance to talk with Mike Maddox, the new pitching coach? Yeah, I've talked to him a couple of times. He's here somewhere, so we were just chatting on the way in and then a couple of phone calls. So um, looking forward, you know, like I said, you're trying to learn from everybody around. Um, you can always use something, some little piece of information from somebody to always try to improve your game. So definitely looking forward to working with Mike. Jacob, Alex, playing with Dallas Sports Fanatic. To follow up on that, have you had any previous interactions with Mike Maddox? Um, not really. Um, kind of from across the way. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm excited. You know, any anytime you can learn from somebody who's been in the game that long, it's, it's going to be a treat. So uh, looking forward to this opportunity. Presser right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to go to break, but at some point we will have Jacob DeGrom on our show. And if you're following in the Twitch, we're opening cards that will be given away at Texas Roadshow. A lot of things happening right here on 105.3 The Fan. Finds Lindell. Stars work to get back onside, and they do. Hints leaves it. Robertson, save made. He gets it back. He tucks it in. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. A lot of stuff going on right now. Can Jason Robertson win the MVP? And eventually, will he put his name in this elite stars company to go along with that? You just heard the Texas Rangers presser right here on the fan. Jacob DeGrom is going to jump on with us, hopefully soon. And if not, with the G-Bag Nation for his first one-on-one -on -one DFW interview. And also, while those pressers were going, is Corey opened a box of 2022 Optic Baseball. Mike opened a box of 21-22 Recon Basketball, courtesy of Texas Roadshow. Got all kinds of amazing pulls that the good folks at Texas Roadshow will be giving away if you make your way out to Mansfield, make a purchase, 1836 Cannon Drive. So exclusive Twitch content right there. And everybody has a chance to cash in if you come on up to Texas Roadshow. Now, back to the hockey component. Jason Robertson, can he win MVP? 
Heck yeah, he can win MVP. Why couldn't he, Kev? Give me one reason that he couldn't. Because Connor McDavid exists. All right, so we just take Connor McDavid out, and we'll okay. be fine, right? Isn't that all we have to do? I mean, I don't think. We'll let Darian Hatcher do it. I would support that, and I don't think Darian Hatcher's probably in playing shape right now, but. Have you ever seen that, man? The per that's a good point. The person that you're going to be chasing, because Jason Robertson, already, obviously the Toronto game, not so great, but. He had gone on an 18-game point streak, and we talked about this several games back. He was on pace where he either led or tied most goals, most points through 20 games in Dallas Stars history. So he's off to a torrid start. But here's kind of what you're looking at. So Jason Robertson, 23 goals, 18 assists. That's 41 points for the season. That's third in the NHL, which is obviously phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Connor McDavid, however... 24 goals, best in the NHL. 28 assists, best in the NHL. So, obviously, his 52 points are best in the NHL, and he is an overwhelming favorite right now to win the Hart Trophy, which is what goes to the MVP. I believe the last I saw Jason Robertson was like fourth or sixth. Yeah, he's fourth. It goes Connor McDavid at almost even money. Austin Matthews at plus 750. And then Jason Robertson is actually, excuse me, tied for third with Nathan McKinnon. But that's at 12 to 1. So still a long road to hoe for Jason Robertson. And you would have to hope that either his torrid pace continues or Connor McDavid's depletes or Slows probably. Bit, yeah. yeah, you probably need a combination of both. But has he added a level of excitement oh, to sure. Stars hockey? Oh, for sure. And, and, and we said this the other day, Kevin. And he's 23. He's, he's our hockey version of Luka. Not in that he's as talented across, but he could be like one of the top five, ten players in, in, in the NHL. Which And can we pause on that for he's, just one he's, second? He's Luka Micah hockey version. Now we just need a baseball component that, that and young and good. He's the second person, DeGrom, don't worry about his age. He just said that. He's okay. like, I'm going to start. Don't worry about it. Is This is not even the guy who was supposed to be the guy. It was Miro. Yeah. Like, remember the comparisons were with Miro and Luca, and you're like, oh, I don't know about but, that. Now the comparisons are with Robertson. But what was always, you said component earlier, so I'm going to use that word again. What was the component with Miro that was the problem? Is he was defenseman, right? Sure. And so he Even didn't, an offensive defenseman yeah, is still. Exactly. You know, you got a really good point there, but this is a guy that, like, he's going to get the glory. He's going to get the, the, people are going to look at him and go, oh, he's got all these goals whenever Miro is kind of laid back there. But the great thing about it, though, Kevin, is, and I, I'm very interested to know kind of the uh, the chemistry amongst them, but we have this this great um, mixture that Frank was always telling us about with older players, veterans, Pavelski. We got Ben, we got Sagan, but we also have this young group that's ready, uh, and I think that's the part that's the most exciting about it. I am curious about the the chemistry between him and Rupe and and all those guys and how they're working together because that line is awesome. So, yeah, Kevin, I think the excitement level for the Stars, not only are they playing a fun brand of hockey that's not like, oh, it's so boring to go watch this 1-0 to zero, uh, tilt tonight. It's a lot of fun to see what, what they do nightly. Now, to your point, I think they have the third most goals scored 
in the league. And I know that does not always transfer to wins, but they are still tied for first in the Central. Now, if you don't think they're really tied because they've played two more games than Winnipeg, all right, fair enough. I might concede that to you. But at worst, they're still second in the Central. And now, Joey, I know you were... I think you were joking about this a few days ago, but you tweeted out, just give the man the heart already. What do you think about Jason Robertson's prospects to win MVP? Maybe this year, maybe in the next like two or three years. Well, I think he has a great chance just because, you know, Connor McDavid gets a, a ton of love and, and maybe voters will get bored with it. I don't know. Uh, I think he has a great chance too if the Stars finish first in the Central Division. I think if he finishes first in the division with the Stars team, I think you can almost lock it up. Obviously, Connor McDavid oh. is probably the best player on the planet. I don't sure. think there's a lot of debate. He skates incredibly well. He's, he's more of a playmaker than Robertson is, but I, I think Robertson is always in the right spot at the right time, and I think he's going to get rewarded for that for the rest of the season. And I think if the Stars can finish first in the division, I think you're going to give it to Robertson over someone like McDavid, who currently is fighting for a playoff spot right now. And then that would put him in as an opportunity to essentially be first-team all-star for the NHL, like at the end of this season, which is a goal that, shockingly, Mike Madano, I do not believe, ever accomplished. And it wasn't until Jamie Benn back in 2014 that the Stars registered that honor. Now, I wanted to talk to you about Mike Madano for just a second. I've heard of him. I know, and I think this is going to make you angry. Why? Is the Athletic is doing their top 99... NHL players, where do you think Mike Madano is on the list of top 99 all-time hockey players? Number nine, because that's the number that he wore. Worse. Number 10, because it's right after number nine. I'm going to need you to chunk it out just a little bit more, but worse. I think you don't understand numbers, so I'm going to go with number one because I think okay. you think one That's is worse. That's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Got it. Yes. That okay, two. Fine. I got it. Okay, but like I said worse than nine or ten. Yeah. You're going in the but wrong th direction. But I'm feeling like you don't know what you're supposed to know, you're, so you think one is worse than ten. Okay. Am I wrong here? You are wrong. All right. Let's is... go to 99. Okay, he's better than that. All so right. that is still a wide right. range. Mike, would you like to take a guess? Just, Just throw a number out there. 56. All right. Oh, that is Higher close. Lower. Higher or lower. He's better than that. He's Okay, so he's between 10 and 56. Uh, I also did 37. Say, okay, I said you were close, Mike. 48. Close. He's worse than that. Okay, 51. so. That is correct. Nice job, Mike. See, I tricked you Hockey with a contest. Expert, Mike, my number on the Rangers. I knew it. <laughs> but now, aren't you upset? Oh, you did trick me. That, yeah, I was excited I that you, we got it. I go. You were you're pumped for the contest aspect of it, but the 51st best hockey player of all time. When a lot of people will or do argue best American hockey player, or at least when he retired, wow. best American hockey player because of the goals aspect. Yeah, that, I mean, I have to look at who's in front of him. I don't feel that way, but I'm also very much a homer to the stars, uh, sure. you know, regarding that. So that, that will definitely skew how I look at that. So 51, though, and we don't know who's in front of them here, right? Like, they had, the list looks like it's – Yeah, it they might have put out 50 out. today. I didn't see 50 okay. today if they put Brent it out. So they're saying Lundqvist is better than him? Whatever. Oh, Hendrick. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. No yeah, come on. All right. This, so this you, list is already Okay, so both Mike and Corey are going to say no, that not better. But well, they I, do have Paul Correa behind him, and that's a fact. Okay, good. So advantage <laughs> Mike Madonna over Paul Correa. <laughs> you say the whole country's behind him? <laughs> 
We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We've got these amazing baseball optic cards and recon basketball cards to go along with the football boxes that we opened earlier, all now in the possession of Texas Roadshow, and they will be giving those away to customers who come up here. We're off of Cannon Drive in Mansfield. If you want to come check it out, they're open until 7 today. Coming up next, we will chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation, or we will steal the Jacob deGrom in uh, interview from them. One of those things will happen next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan, we're at Texas Roadshow in Mansfield off of Cannon Drive. Now, the show's about to wrap up, but fear not, 11 to 7 that these guys are open. And remember, if you bring a brand new unwrapped toy and donate it to the toy drive they're doing in cooperation with Tyrese Maxey, you can get 10% off your purchase. When you said 11 to 7, I was like, G-Bag's hours have changed. No, 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 yeah, yeah. A, that's a long show right We're now going to be on 10 to 11. <laughs> yeah, I love and that And then G-Bag's yeah. going to be on 11 to I 7. I all about that. Don't know if they will if they will be <laughs> fully supportive of these new changes but right now our show is going to be awesome courtesy hour. of dnm leasing it is time for our chit chat with the fellas from the g bag nation gentlemen how is you today terrific hey how are you i'm doing very good we get to be in a card shop i love cards so it's been fun all day seeing the tolos even the little tolos come in and show us what they got and everything like that so that has been super cool couple of other cool things happening in the world. I know we do shout-out Fridays tomorrow, but Sonny Dykes won the Walter Camp National Coach of the Year Award. And then Virginia players for the football team who had expiring eligibility have been granted an extra season by the NCAA. And I know we crap on the NCAA all the time for good reason, but I thought that was a good thing that they did right there. Now, on the flip side... Have you guys got caught up or have you flipped through or checked the Cliff's notes or anything of the congressional report about the commanders and Daniel Snyder? I saw the headline and I was like, man, I got to read this, but I've been just so busy putting together stuff for the, uh, the local teams here. I haven't been able to skim through it yet or even read it. And the report's 79 pages, so that does yeah. feel that does feel like a lot. But some of the takeaways are – he permitted and participated in the toxic work culture, which I don't think is surprising. What could hurt him even more is that the 14-month investigation, they say he obstructed it by claiming more than 100 times in testimony that he didn't know what they were talking about. And I, th I wonder if they're going to go after him for that as well. I hope so. You know, I, I think, you know... The NFL is kind of complicit here in how they've helped them cover it up as well. So this could really, in the worst-case scenario, bring down a lot of people. Now, one of the things, since you were talking about the local teams, is we're listening to the press conference, and I know there's a lot of good info out there, but one thing Bruce Bochy said is you could tell he just he has already heard this narrative that you can't win with the Rangers. And he essentially was like, we can win here. We can build something here. And I just, I don't know what y'all's take on that was. I really loved that statement because I know some of these guys wanted to come here just because they got the most years and the most money. But he is adamant that he was like, man, we can win here. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, his confidence, you know, gives me confidence. I just, like I say, I, I just appreciate the fact that they've, They've got a you know a general manager in there that's going to identify what they need. The I, I think the owner set the tone after he let go of John Daniels 
by basically saying, hey, I know what we need here, you know, and he, he kind of spelled it out. And, and I think that, you know, that Chris Young has done a really nice job. I'm, I want to ask you guys this question, if I sure. could, Mike and, and everybody there, is do you feel like that they're going to make these signings and are they going to use their minor league system as trade bait for other players? That's the is, smart is, approach, yeah. Is that, is, that how this, is, is that how you guys think they're going to operate this year? That like, listen, we know we need some more players. We you know, more bats, left field, whatever. Do you feel like that they're going to just start uh, just emptying out their their front uh, their their farm system to get some of these players that they they just can't go sign? I think you know one of the the JD models was that pr- that prospects were currency, and and he he used those to upgrade as they went along. I don't think it's out of – I don't think you just say, hey, we're going to unload the whole thing because that screwed the Rangers up while they were trying to chase a World Series for a long time. They had nothing else left in the, in the tank. So I think they will use them uh, occasionally here and there to add, as Mike, maybe a, a relief pitcher in the middle of the season if they feel like they're in contention or if they want to go add a bat to the thing. I think they'll use them wisely. But Chris Young, man, based on everything we know about him, y'all's interviews with him, ours, he's competitive. He wants to win right now. So that could change. I do think they're they're trying to. I mean, I kind of, you know, I have to watch what I say here because I know some things that I can't share. Sorry, but, like, not to you, Brian, but, like, to the audience. You know sure. this, too. Like, when you start getting stuff, you're like, I have an idea on no, what I they're just, doing. I, but spill I, my, I spill my guts and get in trouble for it later. <laughs> just whisper it to yeah, me, Mike. I'll say Exactly. It. I get the text <laughs> message while I'm talking about it. Yeah. I will say this. There's only 26 spots on a major league team, so it doesn't matter when they say, hey, here's our top 30 prospects. Well, there's not even 30 spots on a major league team, you know. I mean, it's gotten out of hand on, on, on ranking prospects, but – there's really no place for Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, Justin Foscue, their first-round pick out of Mississippi State, uh, and a few other guys. There's nowhere for them to go. They got Josh Young. They got uh, $500 million up the middle that they've invested in, and those guys are infielders. So they are looking to possibly move players that they just don't see a major league future for the Texas Rangers with to get pieces that make more sense for the big league team. Felt like he kind of, yeah, like you were saying, I felt like he did the best he could to tell us that without actually telling us that, you know? Yeah. Because he was like, oh, yeah, no, that's a good question in philosophy. Like, I felt like that was the closest you're going to get to, Mike, that is 100% what we're thinking yeah. about right now. So I don't think they want to trade a lot, though, Brian, of their pitching depth. I think sure. that they worry. Obviously, you go into a season, it used to be different. I remember Joel Skinner. You remember him, the old catcher? Oh, catcher, yeah. And uh, he said – Going into a season, you want to feel at the end of spring training that you have 18 guys that can pitch in the major leagues. You're only going to have 11 or 12 to start the year. Now you'd have 13 that are on your team. But I bet you want to feel nowadays that you feel like we have 20 guys here in spring training that we believe can pitch major league innings if we need it. Uh, And so I think with the Rangers, I don't know how much depth they want to trade from their pitching part of it, but I do think they are looking – aggressively at trading some of their depth, not their quality, but their quantity of position players in the minor leagues. Are you guys card collectors at all? I feel like I might have asked you all this before, but I'm curious if you got any collecting either now or back in the Bronis day. Like, Bronis has some stuff. He's a cup collector, if I, if I, I recall correctly. Ted Williams collector. Yeah, yeah I've got, yeah. If you would have asked me that question, I had one of the greatest card collections in the 70s, and I can't tell you where they are right now. Oh, that's the problem that I look at, and I, I really, I, I, I should have my lake house by now. I should not be working on the radio, probably. You know, I should be retired, but because I had like one of the most premier card collections 
Known to man. And I to this to I can't find them. You think I have no idea where they are right now. Is that one of those that mom finds it and thinks it's trash and just kind of oh, throws yeah. it out during yeah. the spring cleaning? It's like, yeah, well, what what are you going to do with all these cards? Uh, I, I don't know, mom. And then, and then the next thing you know, they're they're in the trash can. Yeah, and I, I had probably three or four programs signed by Ted Williams. You know, oh. I had all these things that you know. But yeah, I, there's a lot of things I still collect to this day. But I had a pretty significant collection of things as a kid I, I i always 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 took my money and bought that stuff and i know i probably had enough to be retired today dude uh one of broadus's former teammates rolled out here to the texas road show from lsu Whoa. i do believe came out here who's and, that uh, oh is he oh we're not supposed to bring it up right now oh i i don't i don't know i don't know okay yeah so we'll we just, might have to tell you off we'll, air oh, yeah it'll be off air we'll discuss that later sorry about that mm-hmm yeah, so I had a, Sorry, a, a what I thought was a great collection, but I was collecting right in the middle of uh, mass production there. That was my youth. The junk era? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the story that we told that I still feel sad about is we went to Beckett, Corey had his binders, and he opened it up, and there's all these 80s and 90s Will Clarks and other stuff, <laughs> and it took them, they flipped through the pages quickly, and I was like, oh, I'm so sad that this is about to happen, and they're like, I'm sorry, Corey, most of your stuff is what is affectionately known as the junk era. But what did they mm. say? They kindly put it that way for me. Yes. Whenever I showed Mike my tin box of the special cards, he said, yeah, throw those all in the effing fire. <laughs> They're useless. And I was like, okay, thanks, Mike. So I've learned a lot since, uh, since working with you Was guys. the era of the 70s pretty good for cards? <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, pretty good. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't mass produced, and obviously Tops was the only product being made. So. The gum was ass, but everything else was pretty good. That <laughs> gum they put in there was ass. See, that's, yeah. that's what I think we should set up for one of y'all's uh, survivor pool challenges. Somebody has to eat the gum. Is gum. Oh, my God. Gosh, no. Yes, no. We get seventies no. era card packs, uh-huh. and you have to eat the gum that's inside. Or eighties. Yeah. Good challenge. yeah. Like See, that. all right. Yeah. I have some eighty-seven tops that I haven't opened. Okay. That have gum in it. Well, Let's guys, do it. we can make this happen. All right. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. Demarcus Lawrence about four forty-five. Woo. And oh, Jacob Degrom probably yeah. too. Right? Yeah. Jacob Degrom yeah. coming yeah. up pretty nice. soon too. Yeah. Lawrence is mad about the Pro Bowl, guys. And then I know you guys have another awesome ticket giveaway for Cowboys Suite tickets in the five. So that is going to be Ooh. fun times. Those Roll- are premium tickets. They, oh my, I see what you're doing. Roll home with the G Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way out to Texas Roadshow whenever you get the chance or catch up with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say premium tickets, Kevin. Premium tickets.